Hello and welcome to the Heal Your Heart, Heal Your Life podcast, the podcast where we talk all things trauma and how we've healed and grown from it. And today I'm really excited to welcome a special guest, Nicole, also known as Wilka Nina. She's an intuitive healer. She's a somatic ceremonialist and also a witch and many other amazing things. Thank you so much for coming on today, Nicole. Mm, thank you so much, Kiara, for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I feel like, yeah, you and I have, like, we we met in a really magical scenario and it's just beautiful to, like, keep keep weaving like this together. So, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Definitely. So much magic to share along our journey and just your journey as well. So um, we'll start with you wanted to do a heart activation. So this would be really great for the listeners if they want to follow along with us or you can just listen and see how you feel in the beginning and then go back and rewind and do it along with us. So I think that'll be fantastic just to drop in to our heart. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. Beautiful. Just take a few deeper breaths together and just settle into the space. It's nice just to take some deep breaths into the lower belly, expanding the lower belly with inhale. And softening the face as you exhale. We're all just arriving here together. And bringing your attention now to your heart, beautiful, beautiful heart in the center of your chest, your energetic heart perhaps even noticing the beat, the rhythm of your physical heart. And the invitation here is to bring your right hand to your heart space, center of your chest, and your left hand over your right hand. And just begin to take some breaths into the heart. The beautiful heart is multidimensional, portal in our chests that allows us access to all of creation. Just as we inhale, we expand the heart portal, the heart space, both back and front, beautiful golden portals of light, laced with emerald green and pink vibrations. And as we exhale, we're also expanding the heart. breathing like this and requesting inside heart activate, heart consciousness activate. And having a little acknowledgement of your heart saying, hey heart. Maybe even saying, I love you heart. I trust you heart. I hear you heart. I see you heart. I feel you heart. Taking a deep breath here. And as your heart expands, you also send a beautiful red cord, red thread of energy down from your base chakra, from the base of your spine. Red energy, like red roots reaching down, down, down into the earth. This red energy reaches down as you continue to breathe slowly and softly 
red energy goes all the way down, down, down into the heart, the center of the earth. Take a deep breath now to connect to the heart of the earth. Perhaps you can begin to feel as you exhale your heart beating with the heart of the earth, one heart. And take an inhale now to synchronize your heart in the heart of Gaia, the heart of the earth. Beautiful, feeling grounded, feeling supported. And your next inhale, your awareness reaches up to the crown of your head. These beautiful golden threads of light reach up, 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 up into the universe. Up, 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 through the grand central sun, through Alcyon, all the way up to source, to the divine, to the heart of source consciousness however you perceive that, and plugging this golden energy from your crown into the crystalline center, the heart of source, and take an inhale here. Plugging into the heart of source. And taking an inhale to connect the three hearts, your heart, the heart of Gaia, and the heart of source. Three hearts, bringing your awareness back now to your own heart, feeling this beautiful grounded energy, nourishing energy flowing up and down from the earth, this beautiful divine, sacred, cosmic energy, galactic energy coming all the way, creative energy from source up and down. And let's take one synchronized breath together before we come back to our shared space. Take an inhale. Hold for a moment. And sip a little bit more air into the heart. And exhale out of the mouth. Let it go. Ah. Bringing yourself and your beautiful heart back to this shared space. You can request here if you want to, you know, I intend to remain in my heart today. I intend to receive this beautiful podcast and all its medicines from my heart, to listen with my heart, to speak from my heart, and to stay in my heart for the rest of the day. Shoot. Hmm. Beautiful. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, that was wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. So where do we start? I've got so many questions. Um, <laughs> um, I'm really interested. Do you think that your spiritual journey was a product of going through trauma or do you feel like you always had it in you? Amazing question. I feel like I always had it in me, but I wasn't aware of it. Mm. Yeah. So when I started my 
when I started my spiritual journey with you, um, you know, practicing more psychic mediumship and meditation and psychic circle, it wasn't quite, you know, we were learning a little bit about what blocked us, you know, and sort of seeing our shadows a little bit. Um, and our, our blockages, but I felt like it was still very like, I didn't understand a lot of what was being mm. said to me. It wasn't until I started my like shamanic journey and went to Peru and started working with plant medicine. I was very much like under the impression that I didn't have any trauma. I couldn't, Wow. I think, yeah, yeah. I didn't think that I had any, I didn't, mm. there wasn't as much talk in the yeah. field, in my field about trauma. I went to do plant medicine because I thought I might want to be a shaman one day. And, oh, wow. you know, I got to try the medicine if I want to work with it. Yeah. It was yeah. more from a curiosity. I didn't go to South America to heal. I went to mm, learn. Mm. And then I found all this trauma. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I've always come from a psychology background where this has been spoken about, but I think that would be a very universal experience of, not recognizing you even have trauma and then one day realizing yeah 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 was that scary for you to find out or like how did how were you feeling during that journey um yeah it was in a, in a way it was scary but it was it, it made a lot of sense as well yeah because in these journeys that I was going through with different different plant medicines it was because it's an experience rather than mm -hmm. someone saying, oh, you're traumatized, you know, from the yeah. outside. And it's like I, my, the experience came from within. Yeah. So the, the first time I really felt it was in a combo ceremony, which is um, a, a plant medicine. It's a, well, sorry, it's not a plant medicine. It's a frog medicine, actually. Oh. So it's this um, Amazonian um rainforest tree frog mm. and they it, it it has this secretion that comes out of its skin when it's a little bit stressed they don't harm the frog but this um secretion is like a poison or a medicine mm. that gets um put inside our skin so we mm. burn holes in the skin and then this medicine gets put in and this medicine was given to the people through the plant medicine of ayahuasca yeah the shamans were like we need something to heal the trauma in our bodies our physical bodies and mm. also to make us strong so we can hunt and to make us physically clear mm. um the ayahuasca which is um, um plant medicine um sent them to this frog so i started working with plants and then I started working with this frog mostly because I was like a bit egoic actually like I wanted to try something new you know yeah, yeah. someone said come and I was like all right cool I want to try this stuff I'm interested yeah and it was this my second time I had this ceremony and there's a there's a physical purging that happens like actually mm. like a vomiting that happens um and a shaking and a crying and it's very emotional but I found myself extremely blocked and everyone in the room had finished their purge and I was stuck in this wave of nausea. Yeah, yeah. And this, um, the sh the shamana, she said to me, "You have a you have a blockage in your solar plexus. Mm. I'm going to give you some rape, which is a tobacco-based snuff, which is the medicine I now work with. Oh wow! With my own clients, actually, yeah. 
this is the first time that I ever experienced this medicine I was already with the frog medicine and she gave it to me and it was like first I thought I was going to cry because it was physically painful mm. and once I started crying I ended up wailing yeah like like it was as if you'd I was a young girl and you just told me my mother had passed or something mm, I was like mm. hysterically crying and it was shocking that oh, I was yeah. crying so much I didn't realize that was inside me yeah and I could feel spirit around me like you're okay you're okay just really let this out let this out mm. and then just getting visions of like being a really young child I'm the firstborn of three daughters and just like being ignored a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah, it was just yeah. like being ignored a little bit as a child, being a little bit unseen. Like that's where this trauma, and it was like, oh, it was so deep. Mm. And once I had the emotional purge, then I vomited heaps. Then yeah. the physical purge could come. So for me, this moment was huge because not only did I realize I was carrying this trauma that my mind seemed like it wasn't traumatic. Like, yeah. You know, like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, but it was so deep within me. And also the, the amazing, like, that I had to cry the emotions before I could purge the physicality yeah. of that trauma. And then once I, I purged, then the whole room was like, yeah you know I got this like applause because I cleansed and it mm. was and then I felt like yeah very different after that. that's so interesting so do you think that there's like if we're blocking our emotions that there's aspects of that that relates to not being able to kind of get to the next step of clearing essentially yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. yeah emotional emotional blocks it's like and this definitely makes us physically ill mm, mm. yeah and and then and from then from a you know and where where it manifests like you know we've it manifests in um in our in our organs in our gut like you know sadness is mostly and doubt is like in the stomach and then you've mm. got like anger in the liver and like these emotions are really getting stored because we're not able to digest them. Yeah, yeah. They get stuck in our digestive system and weigh us down. Yeah, mm, mm. I, I actually was thinking, it's so funny, I actually was thinking on my morning poop this morning, I was thinking of like, you know, that um, how air, the, the guts are connected to our nervous system, yeah. our, our vagus nerve, and that, um you know how 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 relaxing it is to have a poop and mm. just to let it go and that like you know when we're unable we might get constipated if we're unable to let something go and what to carry our shit around with us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and how just like that so to have everything moving through us is a really good sign that we're clear mm. you know mm. definitely yeah <laughs> I, it was a, a revelation to me when i realized that the physical was an expression of the emotionally uncleared yeah and don't you agree that like we had that's something we sort of have to experience physically within ourselves yeah to really have it drop in you can yeah, hear about it, it. Yeah. yeah but until it's like happens to you yeah it's a lot easier to kind of yeah. conceptualize for sure and it's still really not that recognized in in the world of um in like medical world or mm. 
you know, like, yeah, people having severe strokes or like physical things crippling them and no yeah. one's addressing the emotional body. Yeah. Like we're addressing the, what is it? The, the symptoms, but not the cause. Yeah. yeah. Would you have any like advice or suggestions for anyone who feels like they might have an emotional block? Like they know something big's happened to them, but they just kind of can't access the emotions to be able to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. So this like really simple um, heart meditations, Mm. really simple heart activations, like what we just did. Um, Rose tea. Like Mm. rose tea is really beautiful, opening the heart and very soft. It's very strong, but it's very soft. So sitting and meditating like on on drinking a rose tea can help to open and activate the heart and make the the body feel safe, Mm. Um, which is a big thing as well. So, and also like getting grounded, being in the body when normally when we have an emotional block we don't want to be in the physical body yeah you know so um synchronizing movement with Mm. breath is a really powerful one that's what yoga is yeah doesn't mean you actually have to go and like any sort of movement that feels good that you know, synchronizing movement with breath is going to help move. So just like putting on some music that makes you feel really good and really sexy Mm. and then just like really slowly, mindfully moving with breath can help to to move those emotions through but needing the space to explore yourself. Mm. So if you're in a house with like you know, your family or you have one little room is only place you get privacy like maybe you need to go camping maybe mm. you need to go hire an airbnb for a weekend or something um yeah. where how can you be in a safe container like alone to explore that or maybe you want to like meet up with a friend and say hey could we maybe explore this together yeah yeah that's just some like some you know a few like personal personal things that someone could bring to their practice Mm. um something else that's coming in is water like simply speaking to our water and like hey water I feel I'm feeling a little bit blocked and anxious or scared but I or I've been through something I don't know how to integrate it Mm. can you please help me and just speaking to your water and then drinking it and allowing that to flow and see how that starts to adjust things yeah you spoke about South American culture. Do you feel like like other cultures maybe handle, you know, dealing with emotions better than Western culture does in a way? 100%. 100%. Yeah, even Indigenous culture, Indigenous to Australia, um, they have a tradition called um, sorry business, mm. I believe. And sorry business is like a way of grieving and like a ceremony where um, the the tribe would come together and grieve Mm. and then they didn't stop grieving until it was finished and Mm. then they move on yeah yeah so this we don't have anything like this even someone dies in the family and it's like we're good we're fine and there's there's like one day of grieving maybe and then it's like back to life back to work Mm. Mm. you know we don't actually have rituals 
um and to honor those emotions yeah yeah we want to um rationalize them Mm. you know we want to think about our emotions but it's not the trauma is in the body like everything that happens to us happens through the body Mm. so I feel like it was really recognized because I feel I feel personally there was a time on earth where um where humans were living in more love sort Mm. of where we're where we're moving towards a cycle of more love Mm. and then there's we've kind of coming out of this darker age where there's been actually more fear on the planet yeah and before that there was ages of more love and Mm. and more connection with nature and more connection with with all that is and I feel like they there's a lot of yeah ceremonies and medicines Mm. that acknowledge that oh you're physically sick well there's some fear in your field yeah wow Wow. you know yeah yeah and that's literally the the vibrations of the heart Mm. you know it's like love or it's blocked by fear yeah so definitely I definitely feel that yeah indigenous cultures understand the grieving process more and then even you know um I'm also trained in like yoga therapy and just seeing how um the yogis understood that everything's connected Mm. every organ with every emotion with every chakra with every meridian point Chinese medicine like there's so many um modalities that look at like the wholeness of something yeah yeah talk us through your journey in um going through shamanic medicine in mm-hmm. south america so you obviously went through the purging and then like were there lessons that came with that or yeah i mean the whole thing was a, a lot of purging because i was getting my heart even though my heart was probably very blocked there was something in my heart that was calling me to go there yeah and you know, I was a party girl hairdresser mm. back then. So I was living quite a different life and um, wasn't spending much time in my body. Yeah. I was tiring my body out. Um, for those listeners who are into human design, like I'm a projector, just like you, Kiara. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, and I was working definitely like against my design. I was working 12 hours, 10 to 12 hours a day and then partying after that and just go, go, go. Yeah. And then, so it took a big leap of faith to quit my job, leave my partner, leave my family, leave my whole life, everything that I knew and move to South America indefinitely. Yeah. A a place where they speak Spanish. And I knew a little bit of Spanish. So that initiation in itself was huge. Mm, mm. Yeah. And then when I started, um, I fucked around a little bit. you know um and then took me about six months before I started working with the medicine um and then I I didn't work with um ayahuasca straight away I worked with um wachuma or san pedro cactus masculine medicine and did some some cleansing medicines like the frog and working with tobacco to really cleanse the field and then when I started working with ayahuasca um, um yeah, I mean, it's so beautiful that the plants have an intention mm. to cleanse us yeah. and to remind us of 
our multidimensionality. They understand like most of these plants, they make you vomit, which, you know, when I heard that years before, you know, we associate that with alcohol or your body must want to get rid of it. It must be bad. But to really start to understand the shamanic purge, Mm. you know, that there's, there's stuff inside of us that's from our life. It's ancestral. Yeah. You know, we can talk a little bit about that at some point if you want. But, you know, we, we, our bodies hold these energies that manifest as densities plus all the poisons. You know, there's so much poisons in our um, air, water, food, environments, toxicities, and that these plants have their own intention for us to cleanse, to cleanse that. So, um that was really painful because I was in this new world, you know, either in the jungle or in the sacred valley of the Incas in Cusco and Peru, this beautiful place, like clean air, clean energy. And, and I was really looking from a very far at this Western world that I'd come from. And I was like vomiting out the Western world, like shit, mm. like, that place is toxic, you know? Yeah, it's like I almost feel like you had a whole ego death before going there. Like you've, yeah, left your your family and your partner and your job and everything just to go. You know, I need something different. Like, was there a trigger that kind of made you realize, you know, I need to do this or I need to change, or was it just like a, I'm going on an adventure? It was a little bit about. It's a little bit like I'm going on an adventure. Like I need. Um, it was there were a lot of signs like you and I were in spirit class and there were a lot of signs from spirit that I needed to do this. It was mostly excitement and curiosity for stories I've heard about South America Mm. and the, like I started to read books on shamanism and ayahuasca and I could, I, you know, as the authors were, were describing their journeys, I could see myself going on one of those journeys. Yeah. Cool. So this beautiful book called Aya Awakenings. Mm. This is, um, I can't remember his name. He's um, an Australian author, um, reporter, and he writes this book where he went there to kind of like me, try Awasta just to report on it. Yeah. And then he ends up having this spiritual experience and completely changing his whole life. Um, and you go through this journey with him. So there was like a feeling inside of me like I needed to go. Yeah. But also before that, I, I you know, um, I, the, I got really bad in drugs. I was, mm. you know, I was had a couple of um, experience like where I starved myself and I ended up in hospital. Mm. Um, I think I was trying to get my mother's attention mm. um, because she, we were, she was dealing with the divorce of my parents and she was emotionally more unavailable than normal. And my mum struggled with that always anyway um so you know I think a part of me was trying to get some sort of like attention and I almost killed myself Mm. accidentally Mm. unconsciously um by pushing it too far so you know and then I did kind of come out of that and made a new sort of group of friends and started just you know dabbling in in drugs like less um just like more partying every now and then and then I'd come to spirit class and get my butt whipped because I'd have (laughs) all these dark entities like attached to me and you know our teachers would be like you can't do both 
you know mm. and I was like I remember being really shitty like what now I'm spiritual I can't party yeah you know? yeah um yeah. so I also went on this journey of yeah what does that mean to start working with spirit to start opening my energy and how do I um how do I protect it mm. how do I respect it mm. um and it was more like I just knew I couldn't stay I couldn't stay where I was. I'd been in the same job for eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just started asking so many questions. And I was pretty good at like pretending like like saving and preparing for my trip and not focusing on the scared part of me. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until I was at the airport saying goodbye to everyone that the fear kicked in and I was like, oh, too late, already walking through the gates and I was crippled with anxiety. Yeah, and wow. And I was like, oh, then I was on the plane and I was just like. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So courageous. Yeah. Would you say that ayahuasca did change your life as well? Yes. And how? And that's that's not to say that um, if you want to change your life, you have to drink ayahuasca. I just want to put that out there. Like it's not for everyone. And also the energies of the planet have changed right now to be more supportive. And I believe mm. that you, we, right now we could do, um, you know, meditations and breath work and whatever else, dan- ecstatic dance, whatever you find your medicine is right now, rape, like um, any, anything, sound journeys that maybe wouldn't have taken you so far 10 years ago. Yeah, but now we've got this supportive energy from the universe, and we're all raising our vibration that we can access more medicine. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like where I was back then, and probably generations before me, were like, I really need to be blasted with this DMT right now. This Mm. psychedelic awakening. I feel like the plant and I had a particular contract mm. that I would go there because it's an entity, yeah. it's a consciousness, the spirit. And I feel like I had a, a contract with this spirit that, hey, I'm going to live, grow up in this Western world, get really confused by it, come meet you in the jungle when I'm about 25 or something, and you're going to remind me of all my other lifetimes where I was medicine woman and put me back on the path and when I'm when you release me from that journey I'm going to go back into the western world and share as much as I can and integrate it into the modern world Mm. because if you take a shaman who's lived in the jungle their whole life serving medicine then drop them into the heart of Melbourne yeah go here heal these people they're going to have trouble doing it because they don't understand the western world yeah definitely yeah Feel so, culture shock Full culture shock yeah and um so yeah I feel like yes she she changed me she changed the ego mm, mm. she deprogrammed a lot of it's scary to stand at the altar and drink that medicine and sit in the dark and surrender to whatever happens to yeah. possible madness you know, it's really scary. And, and, you know, I don't know, I think spirit class really helped me to prepare for that. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, not, not every, I wasn't really doing much meditation or, or like yoga beforehand. Um, but I, I was stripped of, yeah, the, the programs 
and she also has this beautiful way of opening us up to source and yeah. to universe like I felt like I saw the moon and the stars for the first time and mm. I understood you know um um that I'm infinite and then I actually it actually dropped into my body oh I am we are from the stars ah okay wow you know? yeah 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 I feel like with um yeah things like plant medicine and stuff it's almost like you don't choose to go there it almost chooses you sometimes and it's yeah. like yeah there'll be that friend or just that person going hey I'm going here you want to come and like that invitation will just drop in at the right right divine yeah. timing and it'll find you as opposed mm-hmm. to going out and searching for it yeah yeah 100% even like I was in South America for six months or so before knowing that one day I'd try ayahuasca but you know really honoring that and then one day a friend was like I just did my first ayahuasca ceremony there's one in two nights time on the full moon are you coming and I was like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, everyone I've talked to who's done it it just has just dropped in casually yeah. like that it's not planned it's just it finds a way to come to you because you can drink a cup and nothing will happen really yeah you could mm. drink a cup nothing could happen or you just have a you know, maybe a little spew or just a, a little nausea and just works on a on a physical mm. you know so it's like you yeah you wait until that invitation that time comes instead of forcing it and it will it will be what it's supposed to be yeah yeah and with like all things trauma it's like everything is no one size fits all there's always different modalities that'll work for different people and different things you'll need at different times and yeah definitely following your intuition to kind of get there I suppose definitely Mm. yeah and then there's the piece on um integration so what I love about ceremony and about plant medicine um, or shamanic medicine ceremonies is they're kind of like um, an amplified version of reality. So in the opening of the ceremony and then the closing in between that portal, it's like an amplified version of life and everything in there that you learn is very symbolic, but more intense so that you can then take that information and then be it afterwards and ground yeah. it into your life afterwards which is the part afterwards that a lot of people get stuck on they just keep going back to ceremony keep cleansing and feeling really good and then not knowing how to be embody that. mm. that's where the somatics comes in not how to embody that um because it's really hard it's really difficult to come out of these experiences that are so otherworldly and be like go okay so and shamans in the jungle like they're not teaching that they serve medicine and then bye yeah yeah you're like what you know because they don't know how to integrate amazing medicine into yeah your old life or your western culture or all these things that kind of we've been indoctrinated into I guess Yeah. yeah 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 did you struggle with that or you just found it a natural progression struggled heaps with that because mm. I was over there for almost two years mm. so when I came home I didn't want to but I felt I started hearing Australia Australian songs like <laughs> home amongst the gum trees <laughs> like singing to me and I was like shit Australia's calling me home no I don't <laughs> want to go I could hear her calling me like literally singing to me from the front I was like wow all right Plus I'd run out of money six months before that. And I was like, 
just getting by like I was teaching English as a foreign language and doing lots of ceremonies and um, it was beautiful but it was it was a bit of struggle in, in there as mm. well um, and it was it, it had it, the time had come and I got the same pool to go home yeah and that was even scarier than going to South America was going home really yeah yeah because I got home and I was so different um, my mum had moved house I some some so at some stage I had a room in her house and sometimes I didn't I had mm. to sleep on the floor um and I had no driver's license no car because it expired no car no bank account no money no job no boyfriend no yeah. nothing yeah like I did I, I had no resume like I just had nothing mm. um nothing physical scratch. So I had to rebuild that and it was really scary. And I missed that. I missed South America so much. I'd just walk around the house and then just like fall to the ground and cry hysterically. And like, it just seemed an impossible task to get back out into the world. And what would I even do? Mm. <clears throat> so I, yeah, I ended up just like picking cherries I pick up going and doing seasonal work and like meeting like-minded people and traveling Australia a little bit oh, nice. and kept like kind of moving and just re-grounding into Australia and Australian culture yeah and then yeah slowly slowly I started integrating more yoga and then I, I studied somatic um mind body therapy um which is all about integration and that was like ah really helped me yeah, yeah. You mentioned before ancestral healing. I'm guessing, was this the part when you come back home and you're living in your mother's house again that the ancestral healing started or? Yes, yes, hold yes. on. Um, well, um, Ayahuasca, actually the first thing that she ever showed me. Mm. So the medicine comes on, might have a bit of a purge. The first vision I had was my mum. Ayahuasca showed me my mum in a way that I had never been able to see her before. It was like my oh. purest soul was observing my mother and all that my mother is. And I felt her deeply and I just wept and I understood. I just was overwhelmed with the, the greatest love you could ever experience. And I, in this moment, I understood her whole life, her whole past, her whole, mm. everything that she is. So I just want to like, it's amazing that a plant can do that. Yeah. But I just saw her. It connected us in a way with no ego, no programs, no nothing. And I was like, oh my God, mm. I love my mom. Shit. And then Ayahuasca was like, you're going to come here, do all this healing. And then you got to, she, she showed me taking my mom's hand and bringing her on this path with me. Oh, wow. And I was like, she showed me, you know, that this woman, not only did she birth you, but she cleaned you and she, taught you how to use cutlery and she taught you how to wipe your bum and she taught you how to walk and she gave you all of these tools and now mm. she's withering away and you need to go and bring her back to the life yeah yeah yeah. so that was part of that is like what I started to realize that when I got home there was more distance between my mother and I um yeah yeah things things started to come up she was she also lost her mother mm. um so my mother was adopted yeah 
just a whole whole thing of rejection in the family um, and in the maternal line as well. So it's, we feel it very deeply. Um, and she, her, but her mother who adopted her, her mother passed away when I was in South America. Oh, okay. Yeah, she actually passed away when I was in an ayahuasca ceremony. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I saw her in the ayahuasca ceremony. She was covered in light and I was like, oh, she's good she's good she's fine oh she's fine and I came out of the ceremony and I was like oh everything's amazing and then mum yeah. called me and was like she just passed away wow so she passed away when I was in the ceremony which is amazing the plant could like connect us yeah like that yeah um and then my mum and I did some healing together um and but then yeah I kept it kept coming up this like thread of rejection so my mum was rejected by her mother so she expected in her body that that she would be rejected, yeah. Especially by the feminine. So so inevitably we picked up on that energy as her daughters, and we rejected her. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and we really had to break this down and like just you know, mum was trying to fight us, mm. and then we just had to be like, mum, we love you, we love you, we love you, and just like really shower her you know demons or traumas with love until she crumbled and cried mm. and we literally never never had a, a, a fighting match with her like that ever again yeah wow. after we showered it in love and then we started to understand okay like mum's been through this this and this and you know so when a when a a woman or a female is inside their mother's uterus mm. they already have all of their eggs inside of them so the egg that made us the part of our physicality our chromosomes that were actually have lived inside our grandmother's womb yeah and then have experienced have been in our mother before she was born wow right so a part of our body our physical body has experienced the pregnancy inside our grandmother and the birth mm. and that everything that our mother has, has experienced whether you're male or female everything our mother has experienced we a part of our, our us has physically been present there for it wow that's so interesting right it makes so, so much sense so much sense so like and and we all come from mother mm. so we've all a part of our our bodies has have all all of us have experienced everything our mother has experienced yeah in their whole life so you know coming to realize that and then realizing that I didn't have to exact, I invite my mum. I always invited her to things. My mum, you know, my mum, she's she's pretty spiritual. She's pretty open. She invited me into the world of spirit herself. So mm. it's a, a trusting part of her, but also a very traumatised part of her that resisted some of this stuff. But I, it was actually noticing that I could heal myself. The more I heal myself, there's this magical thread that like works backwards somehow mm, mm. and you'll as you're doing your own healing you'll notice and I wonder if you've experienced this 
that your parents just start to change. You know, they just start, start to have a little bit more openness, a little bit more love, yeah. especially if you're open and willing to see it. Yeah. And not wanting to force them to change, but see them, love them for where they're at yeah. and just trust, just trust. Yeah, I think I really think the journey, it starts off being about us and healing our trauma and healing all our programming. And then it becomes about healing the generational line. Yeah. It's like breaking the cycle. I feel like that's yeah. what our generation has been tasked with. This is your job in this life is to break the cycle. Yeah. yeah. And, and to, how beautiful to have the awareness that we're actually doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and a lot of indigenous cultures they honor the seven generations before, mm. and they pray for the seven generations to come. Yeah. So there's this like indigenous knowing of like, oh, there's ancestors behind us, and there's also generations to come. When you kind of look at society the last decade, like humanity hasn't really been, we're consuming so much, and we're not really haven't been really been looking at like oh what's going to be left for the seven generations to come yeah I feel like we're only just starting through this trauma work through this spiritual work through this integration work this magic to really start that's our way of going oh okay like I want my children to be have more heart more Mm. heart awareness have their heart just never closed off and more on um I feel like yeah that's our way of of doing it yeah definitely and did you feel like um I know you have a special passion for the earth did you feel like by coming into that awareness that you were just talking about it kind of expanded your your love for the earth for the next seven generations as well yeah everything a whole everything I've done in my life yeah extends that um that love Mm. for the earth and I mean the plant medicine was a big big part of that because you're like she literally grows everything that we need yeah like everything that we need and beyond what we could even imagine like whatever she's like all right you've got this I'll grow it there you've you've got this illness I'll grow it there and we're so Mm. supported which is a frequency of abundance right how we're so supported by it by the earth like she's holding us in so many ways definitely and yes I did go through a very big um time when I got back from South America that was very much like we've got to save the world and um climate and eco and yes I still there's a really um there's a massive importance with like um taking care of the planet and taking care of the elements and working Mm. with them but I was coming from this very much like this fear of like what's going to happen to the planet yeah um and recently I've just I've just I've shifted a lot and I'm like actually there's not one version of reality Mm. you know there's multiple versions of reality playing out and there's multiple earths multiple earths um different versions of how this lifetime is going to play out and I trust and I'm actually in deep listening to the consciousness of the earth Mm. like she's good she's good she knows what she's doing and it's about us aligning with her yeah heart to heart like we did at the start Mm. um 
and yeah and talking to her and working with her and working with the elements and I think that that's um that helps us to open our heart and also to know and to trust like the path like where we're going and to trust you know rather than I'm not going to have kids because they might not have water it's like no I'm going to have I'm going to birth kids and they're going to have an abundance of water mm. and they're going to you know they're going to bring beautiful you know codes of light from the cosmos and sprinkle that onto the earth and the earth is going to be so happy to have them and you know mm. there's there's a bit of a different a different story and we get to we get to choose what story we're connecting to I love that yeah and yeah there's definitely there's heaps of people out there working for you know um conservation and making sure that we're one with the land instead of dominating the land and I think that's the earth I would love to prescribe to I suppose yes definitely (laughs) definitely and I think it's so reflective working with elements and working with earth as well and like so healing and I never realized how important like nature was until like I was in a really dark space and I just needed to sit outside and that was the only thing that really helped in that moment and I didn't realize but yeah just sitting on the earth and just sitting with the peacefulness of nature was really helping heal me in itself and that was just groundbreaking pun no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) we're so cute us humans aren't we we're so cute like we're like whoa like um barefoot like look at me Mm. getting grounded and like you know native people are like been doing this for hundreds of years good on ya like just lighting a fire and like that warmth and that energy or you know even before we started the talk cockatoos outside wow birds and it's like yeah (laughs) yeah it's just like sometimes we're just so conditioned to the whole like yeah sterile concrete office vibe but it's like walking outside is just such a revelation (laughs) or hearing running water sitting by by a waterfall or by a river and listening to running water and then like or drinking from a stream Mm. drinking Mm. natural water is such a game changer and so healing and there's yeah such simplicity in that but it's so powerful definitely I find the best way to get out of my own head is to just go outside and sit in the beauty of nature like wow everything is so beautiful everything is so amazing and just enjoying a flower as Mm. simple as that sounds it's like it just gets me out of my own head of my anxiety or whatever else is going on like just in the moment yeah and the nervous system mm. regulates the nervous system yeah because it when the the earth and everything out there is is pulsating at a different beat to yeah. um our wi-fi and mm. our computers and it's and our fridges like it's, it's just a different it's a slower pace and i think we yeah we just attune to that humming of nature and yeah yeah centers us for sure is there anything else you want to share about your journey of how you've healed or what you think might be important for the listeners? Mm. Well, interesting. You said like how you've healed and yeah, I would, I would definitely say I've healed, but I'd also like to say that like, it's never um, done, mm. you know, and that's not to say that, um, um that we have to keep digging because you can also get stuck in like 
constantly looking for like what needs to be cleansed and what needs to be healed and then we're never just stabilizing yeah you know where we're at um but I think it's also important to say that um there's so much to humans we are Mm. we are multi-dimensional like we are you know living out different realities and different timelines at once this there's this illusion that we're living this one timeline this one existence but the truth is that you know we're many different versions of us are experiencing different things so you know a different a different version of you might go through a heartbreak mm. and then you might just for them for like two days out of nowhere feel a little bit heartbroken for no mm. reason and be like oh my god I've, I've not this isn't warranted like I why am I feeling heartbroken I'm actually super happy but we don't realize that we're actually alchemizing a pain from a different lifetime yeah yeah might be a bit advanced but I'm sure if this like if you resonate if you're listening and you resonate with something in this you can go and you'll you'll you know or get in touch or go and find you know more people talking on this Mm. um but we're not just the one experience the one life so and there's heaps of different limiting beliefs that you know we I just cleansed like two day, two week, uh, a week ago or something. I just had a theta healing session with a friend and I cleared this limiting belief that like, I'm stupid. Mm. And when my subconscious said like, I'm stupid, I, I laughed at it because it was mm. ridiculous. But after I laughed, I cried my eyes out because it, it was true. And, and it, it's from, you know, just being really curious as a kid and asking questions. Mm. And then having my family laugh at me and tease me and and sing a song about me being Nick the Dick, you know, Mm. and like how there's a part of me that took that on as a full-on belief that blocks me from being empowered and showing up in my medicine now. Yeah, definitely. It's amazing, yeah, the things you hold on to that you don't even know are there. Yeah. And you unearth them and you're like, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, we definitely get like stronger to to realize those things, mm. um, and but it's definitely a journey that continues. Yeah, healing's a journey where you you move through one thing and you become this stronger, more vivacious version of yourself, and then you can almost handle the next thing that gets thrown at you because you're this stronger yeah. version, and it's just yeah a continuing cycle. I think. Well, yeah the school of life really there's always going to be something but um mm-hmm. yeah I will share one one other piece yeah um and yeah it's around like it took me a long time to really be able to forgive the people that hurt me mm. and um I we, we spoke about maybe talking about a little bit about this but um, wanted to speak a bit about like healing from sexual trauma yeah, yeah and even like going to South America I didn't know that I was carrying that mm. um, and then when I was in South America I was sort of walking away from my spiritual path a little bit and I was partying a little bit and drinking a lot yeah and um, one night I had my drink spiked and oh, I woke up with a stranger who was having mm. sex with me. Um, and that was really scary because I 
I didn't remember what happened. I didn't mm. remember him. I didn't know who he was. And I was very disassociative in my, out of my body anyway. And I was confused. Mm. And I was traveling alone. So I knew some people, but I didn't have any so, anyone solid, any sisters, mm. anyone who could actually, everyone was like, oh, that sucks. You know, no oh, one was gosh. actually like holding me and yeah. fuck, you just been through something. It was mm. like, oops, you know. So I shut down, shut down, shut down a lot. Mm. And um, eventually the I started working with the, the medicine of ayahuasca and um, I started getting like super brave and I was like, ah, take me to my past lives that I need to heal, you know, mm, mm. setting kind of wild intentions. I had a feeling that there was some sexual abuse in past lives. Yeah. Um, and then. So she took me to this lifetime. The first one it was really hard to go into the lifetime. I didn't want to. Mm. This lifetime, I was a young girl. I was like in the forest and I'd been like raped by multiple men mm. and I was cold and my mummy wasn't there and I was dying. Oh, and I had to like, like the ayahuasca took me to there. I had to like relive it. And she was saying like, you need to feel a certain amount of this experience to be able to alchemize it and then yeah, you can leave. That's interesting. So, yeah, it was really interesting. So she she was like, I was like, so I was like, I don't want to go there. I don't mm. want to go there. And she's like, you need to be, just be with it for a certain amount of time. Mm. And and it was like a part of me that needed to be felt because she was alone, right? Yeah. She was by herself. So I held her and I was with her and then I, I remember I went to, because I was kind of sitting forward and then I went to sit up and come out of the vision and she was like, don't leave me, don't leave mm. me. And I was like, oh, mm. I'm sitting, holding, holding this part of myself and it's almost like in that moment I time travelled and I was like a guardian angel for my yeah. past self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I like guided her through this. It's okay, you're okay. And I gave her this love. And mm. once it alchemized, there was like this beautiful ah release and it was finished and I sat up and the medicine was gone mm. I had to have mm. another cup to like keep continuing the work so I was like oh, I'll do more now <laughs> yeah um but that like alchemized that that finished yeah. and then when it started to get really crazy it was after the medicine you're not meant to have sex with anyone for like uh they say like diet is like a week or so yep. to, so you don't blend energies and I was a bit naughty and I started like, um, I actually feel like the medicine brought me and my friend together at this mm. point. And it was a few days afterwards, we sat ceremony together and there was this energy between us and we ended up um, making love or kind of trying to. And it got to the point where he stood up and he sat up and he was like, hey, Nicole, like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, he's like, like I keep trying to like help you relax but you've got so much tension in your hips like mm. are you sure nothing happened to you in this lifetime mm. and when he said that it was like this energy it's like it was like though his words were a key and this key went inside me and unlocked all of this stuff yeah and I was crying 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 and just flash flashing all these moments that I'd been like my first few sexual moments, mm. um, you know, I was taken advantage of. I was drunk and I was raped by mm. like true, true brothers, two, two men, two boys. I'm um, sorry to hear that happen to you. Yeah, I think 
thank you. I, I didn't know at the time yeah. that, that was what was happening to me. I was like 15 or something. I just lost my virginity to a friend a little bit beforehand. Mm. And then this happened to me. And then all every sexual experience kind of after that, I forced myself to do it. Yeah. Because I well, I didn't want to be a frigid or I wanted to be cool or I wanted a story. Like I didn't, there was no pleasure. Mm, and that's mm. what it's meant to be it's meant to be ple- there was no pleasure yeah. in it so I was like I also forced myself and then to the to the point of what happened the date rape that happened in Peru yeah. I actually got to see that and I was telling as I'm crying and I'm seeing these visions I'm this beautiful this beautiful brother of mine was holding space for me mm. as I was like just crying and letting it all out and he and he I told him what happened in Cusco and he was like no Nicole no like that's not right like mm. that's not right like I know that drug I know what he gave you and that's not right and and I was like oh like understanding what had happened to me yeah and cleansing all of that and cleansing all of that and it and then I and then I had to feel like in my body I was like very closed off for days after I couldn't have anyone touch me and I felt like I'd just been raped or molested mm. like mm. I hadn't let myself feel that and that feeling was there. Yeah. Even like, you know, having boyfriends that would wake up in the middle of the night and just I wake up to them having sex with me and things that just, you know, aren't mm. actually, con- there's no consent. Yeah. So the body, like what I, what I learned was, well, you know, I thought that, um, I hope, I hope this is okay to speak about yeah 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 yeah. Of yeah I thought that um like the word rape had to be like really violent mm. you know all this sort of what this past life version of me experienced I thought it had to be really violent and me screaming no for it to for it to be yeah that. yeah yeah but I realized no it's the feeling that we get in our body afterwards mm. of a boundary being pushed of not 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 of intercourse but no pleasure yeah of you know being yeah overpowered taken advantage of like it's actually the rape is whatever it's the feeling that you get in your body definitely that's a really interesting distinction to make I think that people need to hear yeah 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 thank you um and yeah and then so then I had to you know, I told everyone, you know, around me that I, I, that had happened, but I actually didn't know. I didn't know how to heal. I didn't know how to heal from that. Mm, mm. And it's, um, it's honestly taken years. Like, I think I just cleared the last, the last part of that, um, mm. five years later. Yeah. After really, it was probably quite rapid actually for a lot of people. It's probably mm. quite rapid. Um, but it, it, the ayahuasca helped to like for me to realize and get in my body and realize what had happened and also the beauty of being in in um sexual presence with someone who was very aware and very safe yeah just like giving some love to that brother because he unlocked it for me Mm, mm. into my body and he was like hey like something's wrong here and that actually gave me permission to feel it all yeah for the right and to the brothers that are listening the men that are listening like to be that attuned and that sensitive to the female body is so healing for everyone um and it was he let it be all about me after that you know Mm, obviously mm. I was going through this thing 
um I feel like it's so important to have those reaffirming experiences where it is safe in a male's presence to be vulnerable and to be allowed to do these things and and it would have been really hard for you to find that again after going through that experience and unlocking everything but it was so it's so beautiful that he gave you that gift you know that you know you you can there you can be safe it just reminds your unconscious mind that it is possible to find beautiful people out there who will hold that space for you Mm, yeah definitely yeah and to realize that like I didn't realize that I had I didn't realize how much tension I had in my hips yeah yeah Yeah, you know and that's like we um so much unresolved trauma is in our Mm. hips especially sexual trauma um and it's been a long like years and years of like yeah cleansing and clearing in that space and you know fast forward a couple of years if you have any questions about like between them just go ahead and ask but like fast forward and like what the place I've gotten to now is like um I was listening to a Pleiadian podcast. I like whenever I get lost in my life, I turn to the Pleiadians and listen to um, there are star a star race, a star constellation, also known as the Seven Sisters, and um, they, there's a consciousness from there that streams through and shares beautiful information that really helps me when I get lost. Mm. And they reminded me that the people that hurt us the most in this lifetime have the most love for us on a soul level. Mm. I'll say that again. The people that hurt us the most in this lifetime have the most love for us on a soul level because we came down here and we said, hey, I need to know what it feels like to be victim Mm. because I need to learn A, B, and C from being victim. So I need someone to play the perpetrator. There's going to be some karmic you know, you're going to take on some karma or maybe I owe you some karma or whatever. And it's not going to be easy for you to be the perpetrator because at the end of the day, you're a divine fractal of source consciousness, just like me. Mm. But I really need to have this experience. So these are the souls talking to each other. This is a soul contract. And when I started to feel into the energy of that, and I invite you or anyone who's doing this kind of healing where someone else has been involved can really help us to start to connect to that soul contract and remember that this is this is a game. This life is a game and we're all here to learn mm. and to grow and to evolve as souls and that actually nothing is good and bad. Yeah. Everything just is an experience. And on a soul level, we love the light and the dark experiences of earth because it's a it's a polarity that doesn't happen anywhere else in the universe Mm, mm. so we're like whoa trauma terror horror yay and we get excited about all of that darkness on a soul level it's fun for us so when I started to tune into the people that had hurt me the most and like then move past that human and connect to the soul that signed a contract to come and help me to learn that lesson so that I could carry the wisdom that I'm carrying inside of me right now so I can also you know I share this information throughout the whole universe this is how you alchemize sexual trauma we Mm, did it mm. it's information right it's light 
um, that really helped my heart to soften. Not instantly, but keep coming back to that and viewing that person that may have hurt us, hurt me in that same light and wishing that they can get to a point where they can forgive themselves Mm. and step out of shame themselves and how much them having self-compassion for themselves is also going to free me more. Yeah. 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 I think that part on forgiveness is just, it's a missing key that can really help healing. And just because you're forgiving someone, it doesn't mean you're saying that's okay what they did to you. Yeah. But you're almost allowing yourself to let go of the big, dark, heavy emotions around that by forgiving. It kind of, it allows you to move into the next phase and not hold on to that stuff anymore. Yeah. And by doing that I could forgive myself as well forgive myself that allowed it in and that I was so like young and naive or whatever and that that part of me was allowed to be free again because she'd been locked up for so many years because no how dare you be naive and and believe in the best in people how dare you we're going to lock you up and pretend that that is just gone in our personality now and it was yeah really healing to be able to do that yeah yeah and that that like that forgiveness of self mm. that is such a that's even harder I think than the forgiveness of others it's mm. it's a mirror right the law of reflection works that if we're ha- having a trouble having trouble to forgive someone that's a mirror that actually we're having trouble to forgive ourselves yeah yeah and we do like I also do yes yeah, somatic parts work and you know we literally lock parts of ourselves up in our psyche and just like tell them that they can't come out um, yeah, it's really beautiful that you brought that up. And, you know, forgiveness is it's, it's connected to compassion. And I think both are, are keys to the heart yeah. and keys to opening the heart. Um, and for me, forgiveness, it's like, like you said, it's not condoning the behaviour, but it's um, accepting that it's happened. Mm, mm. It's accepting that, you know, it's, and everything is purposeful. Mm. Everything has a um, has a jewel and a lesson and a medicine inside of it. So yeah. when we can forgive, I think it really helps to extract the jewel first. Yeah, yeah, and accept that it's a it was a potent stepping stone on the path of who I am today. Mm. Mm. And whether who you are today is a broken person or an enlightened person, it's still who you are today and you're here and you're breathing and you're alive. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously, you know, obviously healing. You're on the Mm. path of healing. You're on the path of opening your heart. So it's like, yeah, the forgiveness is like, I feel like extracting that, that tool and then letting the rest go, not making any more stories about it must mean that this, 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 this. Like it doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. It mean anything about your ourselves or yourself and just. And again, it comes back to, like I said, you work on your own path and then you can help others around you as well. It's like that ancestral stuff mm. or, yeah, when once we've gotten to that path of finding the jewel and finding what, what is the wisdom in this terrible situation, you can give that gift to other people going through that same situation and you can run around just 
giving light to so many people that you never would have been able to do before if you hadn't have been through that dark situation which is the whole point of this podcast really yes yes <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah and definitely like you know I you know I was a firstborn of my mother my mother was um uh, uh, adopted mm. and then also sexually abused from mm. the age of four to 14 so and and then she did everything in her power to protect us as young yeah. girls so that wouldn't happen to us and it didn't mm. but that same energy that same ancestral juju got me when I was a drunk 15 year old mm, mm. and then you know anytime I was not in my body protecting myself with my guards there you know these things happened to me so it's like that is the thread of ancestral stuff mm. so so actually the people the perpetrators helped me to bring more light to my lineage yeah yeah through hurting me mm. You know, so that this I want to give just an example of a jewel. So if that one person, that one incident helped to alchemize and bring light to like my whole lineage, yeah, that means that my womb is not gonna hold that same trauma. And when I birth my children, they're not gonna have to have that in their bodies because I've cleansed it. Yes, you've broken the cycle. Yay. Mm. And they act the and yeah everyone is to thank for that mm, definitely yeah. definitely very cool so powerful so even in your darkest times that yeah there's so much power that you can find in that even if it seems hard or impossible in the moment like sometimes it, it does take years with these things yeah, yeah yeah and you don't have to do it all at once either mm. like it's very important I think while we're healing to not overwhelm the nervous system and know like where we're at and there's many different like powerful healing moments like telling my dad sitting my dad down and telling him what happened to me mm. in South America which was kind of risky being a dad mm. but you know he said he swallowed it and he looked up at me and he said well just so you know like that there's nothing wrong with you and that you're still pure and no one can take away your purity. Mm. And that was, you know, a, a, a father saying that to their daughter. That's huge. That's something that like fathers would never have said to their daughters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he meant it from his heart. So even that was was really healing. So it might be, you know, a deep inner ceremony. It might be um, some counseling sessions. It might be, I, I highly suggest um, embodied work because the trauma is in the body. So mm. somatic integration therapy, mind body therapy, how, how accessing your own psyche through your body is really potent medicine. Mm. Um, but also having a really honest conversation with someone you love and trust. Yeah. can be so powerful and healing definitely yeah just having the ability to speak your truth and speak your voice is there anything else or do you feel like we should maybe leave it there yeah I feel like that's I feel yeah my heart feels like yeah really open and and full and mm. yeah how about you how do you feel I think yeah we've covered some amazing topics today mm. and I think yeah there's so much gold in this episode hopefully for the listeners Yay. So, 
where can we find you Wilkanina Nicole yeah so um, mostly on Instagram at the moment so it's Wilka which is w-i-l-q-a dot n-i-n-a mm-hmm. um, yeah that's the best place to find me right now fantastic yeah well, thank you so much for all your, your wisdom and sharing with us your truth today. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, sending many blessings out for the, the continuation of this podcast and just the, the heart medicine inside. And yeah, I'm really excited for us to all move forward mm. with our hearts like wide open and yeah. yeah, just welcoming anyone that wants to yeah continue this path or ask me any questions or you know we have a really beautiful big community here of people who are assisting the healing of others there's so many beautiful modalities and you don't have to do one thing like we literally have an abundance of support now um for the healing of this so yeah if you're listening and you're feeling alone you're not alone and Mm. so held by such a beautiful community so yeah much love